Welcome to our weekly, weekly Wednesday night shir. This Shabbos, Shabbos Pash is B'Shalach, Shabbos Shira. We have Shira of Azyashir of Mesha. We have Shira of Shira's Deveda. Friday, Mirza Hashem Abolino, the Teva is Yud Shvat. It's Erev Shabbos, Mail the Shabbato. And of course, also we must discuss as it is tonight the Indian of Yemaledis. A lot of traffic here today. Happy birthday. Not appreciated. Comes to a person's Yemaledis, person needs to take stock of what they've done over the past years. <coughs> they need to make resolutions for the upcoming year, years. There's a person needs to say Shavach Vahidoya for all that the Almighty has blessed and bestowed upon him over the course of the years. <coughs> Health, children, nachas, etc. V'neach <coughs> Motzachein Noyach found favor. Noyach is Nunches. Chain is Nunches. Both equal 58. Noyach is a lotion of Menucha, of peace and rest. Something that we hardly ever really experience, as we're going to discuss. It's not in the in the repertoire of a Jew to sit and to rest, especially not to rest on their laurels. <coughs> As we embark on Nayak on 58, we look at Tehillim as a person is to say their capital Tehillim every day. In capital 58, is a Mizmer a chant, a song a David is not pleasantly blessing Avner the rest of his enemies Shaul actually was considered a Redev one that was being great of him, that was chasing him. As you know that King Saul, after losing 
kingship, after having the royalty stripped from his family, King Shaul took a horrific resentment to Dovin HaMelech and chased and tried to kill many times Dovin HaMelech. As the psalm begins, Lamnatzeach al Tashres, he was given this name that the Almighty should not, God forbid, destroy to David, Michtam. The psalm was called Michtam. Haumnon Elim Tzedek Tidabeirun. And to this we're going to now discuss the Elim. What is the Umnon? How is it Tzedek Tidabeirun? If the person was Elim, was a Shtuma, was, was dumb, could not speak, where is it Tidabeirun? Meshorim Tishpetu Adam. Okay, now he caused havoc here. One second, we bounced somebody else. Um, how did I do this? One second. We disconnect him there. Shh, bring him back over here. Oh my gosh! Woo! Thank you. That's a surprise. That's a bigger surprise than Mendy. Yeah, that's almost a bigger one than the guy who came from Italy. Okay, now we got everybody back online. As we said, the Elam, the dumb man, the person who was dumb and could not speak, yet to the Tzedek. Tzedek to the The Gemara tells us, for those keeping score at home, it's in Chulin, Peites Amir Aleph, 89, side 1. The Gemara discusses this Pasuk and says there are three things. Umnasai, what is the Umnan? There's a lotion of Umnas, Umnais, work, the job of a person in this world. <coughs> a person places himself like an Elam, like a Dom. The second, even Yochel after Divreteira, they can speak for Divreteira. How do we know they can speak Divreteira? Because it says to Dabedon they will speak. And thirdly, Yochel Yagis Daite, says the Yamada. Think that they would be blemished or they would be fogged their mind. In the first part, it's talking about the downfall of Devarim Betelem. Devarim Betelem, words of folly, words of waste, which are usr according to the Tera. 
So now you turn and you say, Rabbi, you're getting too severe. You're getting too serious here. You mean I can't tell a joke? I can't tell a cute story that happened with my grandchild? The person needs to know that everything that we do and everything that we say and every way we live is in the way to serve Hashem. And therefore when a person refrains from this Dvarim B'Telem, from idle talk, in the form of Umnais, as an actual employee, So we see, therefore, when he's not quiet, Elam, he's lacking in his actual employee, employee, employment. So the concept of talking idols talk is not just an iser, a prohibition. It's a pro- excuse me. It's a prohibition, not just. A lack of employment. You're not following your employment properly. And more than that, by one being careful, by one being by one being watchful of the talking idle talk, this is only expression. We're telling the person they have two services to God. We have surmeira vasetov, turning away from the bad. And the doing of the good. <coughs> so how can we say the umnais that the purpose, the work of a person, a person in the world, is this talking? When we know that the problem, how can you call it a problem if we know that the whole concept of the person being higher than an animal is the fact that he can talk? That the person talks and the animal doesn't. So therefore we're discussing talking, we're talking about Teda and Tfila, prayer and Teda. And not, he should make himself like a dumb person that does not talk. Also to understand Elam, Umnasei shal Elam Elam, the concept of the Umnais, of this dumb person in this world, is in the second level. How could a person think that he could make himself dumb when it comes to talking Taylor? That I don't talk. I'm a mute when it comes to talking Taylor. The Taylor says clearly with the Marta Mason, it's our obligation to teach. You can't teach if you don't talk. If you don't communicate, you can't talk. And when it talks about Tera, the Tera tells us, The person may not move this away, according to the Al-Tarebbe, the Shogunarach, in Hilchas Talmud Tera. The person cannot move the words of Tera away from the mouth at any given time. And according to the third level, what's the Shlila here? What's the exclusion here that we're making that through this Ziyagis Daite, he clears up, he pushes away. Many Psukim tell us that it's also to talk, Gas Ruach. You're not allowed to be 
prost. Tevis avayeko gevelev. Anyone that's haughty is a disgust to God. Let's break a little bit the severity and show you how a little bit of humor can be sometimes mentioned. I don't know if I told the story before of the singer that comes to the opera house. And there's an advertisement in the paper we're looking for singers for the opera. We're looking for tenors for the opera. So he was a good singer. Unfortunately, he was not a tenor, he was a soprano. For those that have any knowledge of music. He knocks on the door and the fellow says, Who is it? And he says... I came to apply for the job. And they said, what job are you applying for? You're looking for a singer. Sir, we're applying for, we're looking for a tenor. You're not a tenor, you're a soprano. But I sing beautifully. Uh, sir, we understand you might sing beautifully, but you're not what we're looking for. He says, but you want a nice voice. He says, sir, we are looking for a tenor, not a soprano. He says, what's the difference? A soprano is 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 grubber. It's thicker. So grub in English, Yiddish also translates to coarse. So he says, "You want grub? Cushion tachis." <laughs> so he had to talk coarsely. Thank you. Um, this is the dibur, the concept of speaking in gasruach. For all this we can understand though by understanding the difference between the Shamas Yisrael and all other creations. Everything was created by the, wor- by the words of God. Basara Memoris Nivra Elam. Mishnah tells us in Aves, Reish, in the beginning of Pedic Hay, that with ten utters, utterment, the Almighty uttered ten different expressions, and through that the world was created. Ten utterances, correct? Are we getting a better face for that one? No? Still no word of improvement. Utterances? Does that work? Utterances. Okay, we'll Google that one. All right. In the words of the Almighty, the heavens were made. Again, as we see in Tehillim. However, when it comes to Bnei Yisrael, it is written, It came into the mind of the Almighty. Exodus explains the Jews left it up to a level which is higher than actual Diva, which is Machshava. But this Machshava, this thought, ultimately came into the world. How? When the Almighty said, Nasa Odom, speech. It was again a speech that was able to bring the fruition of the person into the world. Although the Jews <coughs> originally were all b'machshava, but when did they become into fruition into the actual physical world? 
when the Almighty said the words, uttered the words, Nase Adam. What is the difference between Makshava and Dibur, thought and speech? Thought a person does not need for the Zulas, for the other people, for other creations. When a person thinks, I need to get my thoughts together, you walk out of the room with people. You don't walk into a room with people. I need to gather my thoughts. You walk away from noise. You walk away from others. Because your thoughts are something that you, your mind, only your mind keeps. The concept of Dibur was made for the Zulas. Was made for communication with others. The only way you can communicate is with words. Unfortunately, there are those that feel you have to communicate with hands. That's not the right way to go. Huh? Well, verbal is a word. And this way, the Nishamas of the Jews are different than all creations. Because the Nishamas, the soul of the Jew, comes from the Machshava of the Almighty, from the mind, from the thought. And therefore they were singled out to be from the Chelek and the Kami, Mal Mamish, that the Rebbe writes in Tanya. Whereas all the other creations were created from the words of God. As he needs for the Zulas, a Metzius, a Yeshus. So although that all the Jews and all the other creations are two opposites, they come from opposite sources, Still in all, what is the reason for the Jew in this world, the Tachlis HaKavon, as you call it, is so that the person should impress upon the world. Which the world itself is Yeshus and Pirut. Um Misham Yipari, the Pasik says, in Bereshus, chapter 2, verse 10. As Goyechad Baretz, the breaking up the nullification of Machshava. Ah? Articles? No, not accepted. It's a Google translation. No, we just have to look up utterances and see what they tell us. This is therefore what the Gemara says. Ma'am Nasi Shaladim Ba'ilam. What does the Jew need to do in this world? The Jew being referred to as Adam. What does he have to impress upon this world? The Gemara says, Yosim Atzmekelem. Person needs to be quiet. He needs to act as if he is a mute. To reveal what happened. It's not Torah. No, Google is not Torah. It's a real word. We know utterance is a real word. Because the, the Google doesn't know how to translate that. Hold on. Google No. Okay. To reveal in the world not just the ten, ten words, the ten utterances of whatever you want to say it was, 
but also the concept of silence. This is the revelation, this is how one reveals what goes on in their mind. By being bitl b'metzias, shalamaylam elamis. I was amiss, I'm sorry, I didn't mention in the beginning of the year. This is, of course, the schus. Liza shlamis brachabas rachel hinda shishtaver fuish lema kreva. And my situation being mazali gaver, because tonight is my day for being able to give brachas in the world. I'd like to personally wish her a foolish name, that she should have a complete miraculous recovery and all the doctors should finally see they don't know what they're talking about. They should find out that the doctor's jobs and mission in the world is to heal and not, God forbid, the opposite. person cannot feel that I'm sufficient, I've done enough. When I did the I did all my, everything I did, I devoted to the ways of God. Like the Mishnah says, it's not, a person cannot sit and be complacent with that. person needs to involve oneself in the world in a situation, in a way that the world does not affect him whatsoever. The world is Elam Vishtika. The world is silence to him. It doesn't mean become a loner. It doesn't mean become a a self a self you know whatever you want to call it. The person has to understand he has to take the entire world to heart. And he has to reveal the Almighty's work, the Almighty's will, and impress the Almighty's mission on this world. And with this, the Gemara continues and says, Yaqal Af, the Divisator, we think also with Divisator this works, since the world is needs to be Umday Sa'adam, in a way of Yosim, Atzme, Kaelim. A person should also sit quietly when it comes to Teda. A person would think that his way of learning Teda is to also be just sitting and concentrating on the previous Teda that are only for himself and not and only the secrets of Teda and not the niggle of the Teda. Yimara therefore tells us Talmud Leymar Tzedek Tidaberun. A person needs to be involved, a person needs to reveal. The Galia de Teda, the Nista de Teda, all parts of Teda, a person needs to impress upon anyone that they can. Only by doing so does the person see to it that they bring the Atmos Eren safe into the world. Because these Asada Maimaris came from the Asada Sadibris. And through Lima de Teda, which is the way that they came down into this world. That's how learning the Teda, the person attaches a Raisa, a Kutchabrichu, Kulachad, all become one. So therefore it is incumbent on the person to be very, very careful in the way they serve God. 
sometimes we understand things in a broader scope and the person thinks to himself look, I'm so intelligent and I'm so superior in my Torah above anyone else it sets in the holiness this is Tevas Hashem the Almighty is revolted, repulsed by this and anyone that has Gases Ruach is as if they served Aveda Zara. Anyone that is haughty, that has Gaiva, is as if they served Aveda Zara. We don't have. And this is therefore Irvasli Bahen Kav Chumtin. And this is how he finishes off that a person needs to be a bitle humbleness. And through this, the person can reveal Teda. Through this, the person reveals what's in their mind. As it says, And this is how the Yamada finishes off Talmud Lemar. That from the righteousness, the person will rule. Since this is the main way that a person needs to serve godliness and to bring down the Atmos and itself into the world in a form of Meisharim, from the Maila to the Mata, straight and direct. Therefore the person needs to devote themselves, even though they're learning Nigla through Inyanim Gashmim Chumrim, learning about an animal, learning about a cow, learning about a field, learning about a rooster, whatever it might be learning about. <coughs> they need to see to it, they bring it up, into elevate it into the highest levels of the concept of Elam, and that the person, the Umdais, the umnan of the person is Elam Tzedek Tidabeirun. That is our dedication to the Tehillim of Nunches as we embark in Yetz Hashem on the pitl of Nunches of the 58th year. And that is our little basic Fabrengno dedication to the Yemaledas of the evening. Both actually tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Yes, uh, it was Teshvat and it was January 29th. So I found out when I made my passport I was 19 years old. <laughs> <laughs> what should I say? I didn't want to talk Goyish. I'm 19 years old now, I'm not quite. What are we? Triple that? They left. Our Parsha, the Jews leave Egypt. One thing we've said many times, and we're going to repeat it again only because it's so relevant to all of us. I mean, all of us, I include myself, obviously. we know what the Teda uses the word Vayihi, it's a Sara it's a sad time when the Teda wants to refer to a happy time happy moment it says Vahoyo question therefore the Pasha talks about 
the Jews leaving Egypt, heading to Har Sinai, experiencing the miracle of the splitting of the Red Sea, receiving of the Mon, all the chapter, everything that happens in this week's Parsha. How can it start Vayihi Bishalach Parik? It should be Vahoyo. And the answer is in the words themselves. Vayihi, it was sad because Bishalach Pare, the Jews only left Egypt because they were thrown out. Because they were evicted because Pare sent them. They didn't leave on their own will. They weren't leaving properly. They weren't leaving with a. They left quickly, but because Pare said, Get out now. Just going back a little bit on the subject, which is the dedication of the Shir, as today's Chitas, today's portion of the Chumash, which is Ravi to Hamishi, and we're talking about the Rafur Shalema Feliza Shlamas Bracha Batzrachal Hinda, and today's Pasha finishes off Ani Hashem Reifecho, I am the Almighty that heals, and we should actually see that in fruition. And he should show the world just the same miracle that he does by Kriyas Yamsuf. The same miracle she's going to, she needs now. The Jews arrive at the Yamsuf. They left Egypt, they traveled three days, six days. $25 in that card. And they come to the Amsuf. And they look and they see Mitzrayim is chasing them. Mitzrayim, they say, Achareihem. Mitzrayim is on their tails. And they start screaming, Help, Rabbeinu Shalom, save us. Rashi, Looks to the Bob and Chomish the Mikra who's confused. What are they screaming about? And Rashi says, Tofsu They took on the Umnais, as we spoke about now in the Tehillim, the Umnais of the forefathers, and they started with Tefillah, with Davening. Now, we just spoke about Umnais being the actual job of the person of sitting and studying Tera on a constant basis. So how therefore could it be Umnais, what is Rashi referring to when it falls on words that have to do with Timidais and Tadilais? How can we compare the Tefillah of the Jews, the outcry of the Jews to a concept of Umnais? Their outcry because the Mitzrayim were hot on their tail. When we read the words of Davening, as when it comes to learning, as we just explained from the Tehillim, the Umnois answers a big question. Because the Chayla, we have a question here. The Jews arrive at the Red Sea. The Mitzrayim are chasing them. 
They look forward, there's a water, they look behind them, there's with Egypt, Egyptians. To their right, to their left is desert. They were in a dilemma. But the Almighty told them, I'm going to take you out, I'm taking you out with a strong hand. The Almighty guaranteed it. Some of if they believe in God, why are you screaming now? God's going to help you like He told you He would. If you don't believe in God, what are you screaming to Him for? <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't believe what He told you, so why are you asking Him again? This is like, you're coming back to the empty well. You were thirsty, you went to the well, you saw it's empty, you went somewhere else, you didn't find over there, you came back to the empty well. What do you think the empty well is do now for you? Therefore, this tefillah is considered umnais to teach us. It was not just a tefillah, it was not just prayer, because they were concerned. But this was the nature of the beast. This was the service that the Eden did for the Abishta. This is how the forefathers taught the Jews. When any situation comes about, we pray. And when the situation comes about and we pray and we conquer, we sit down and we eat and we feast. Well, isn't that the solution always? That's always the outcome. We, they wanted to kill us. We won. Let's eat. That's where we get the, uh, the, the Seder and we get the Purim, everything. Let's eat. This is therefore an ultimate foundation that teaches us here what the concept of tefillah is all about. It doesn't have to only be because of the actual tachlis and the actual mission a person wants to be his, have his tefillahs accepted. But this is how a Jew acts. And this is how a person serves God. And that's why the Rebbe said that pushka should be put in every kitchen. Because the Yiddish Imam is just like that. For everything she has a prayer. Including not burning the onions. Or burning the, raw, the boiled eggs. <laughs> everything is a prayer. So the Rebbe says that we know that when you have a prayer, you give tzedakah. You ask for a prayer for one particular issue, you give charity for it, you give a nickel, you give a dime. We say the Misha Berach, we say, Misha Nadar, another tzedakah ba'adam, tzedakah is donated for them. <laughs> Very interesting, someone told me the other day, that when the Gabbai calls up in the beginning of reading of the Torah, so during the weekday we say, V'segola v'serah ma'chusay aleinu. In the, on Shabbos we say, V'yazah v'yog ha'mashiach. We don't say V'segola. What's the difference? Vesigola means it should be revealed. Vyaza means it should be helped. On the weekday, we tell the person, we're going to call you up to the Torah of Vesigola, show us the flus. Patsol for your aliyah. On Shabbos, we say Vyaza Vyag, and we hope that we're going to be helped and you're going to be able to, you're going to give us something for the aliyah. It's all in a hope and a prayer. But this is the nature of the Jew. The nature of the Jew is to pray for whatever it might be and therefore give tzedakah for it. And that's why the Rebbe said the kitchen should have a pushka in the foundation, the fundamental wall, in a beam of the kitchen that's fundamental to the kitchen so the Akeres Abayis knows 
whenever anything, if she wants to ask, if she davens for anything, she should be able to put in a coin. And this is how it is, when a woman is standing in the kitchen or anywhere she's in the house, if you, she hears something, she prays for that thing. She prays for it. She prays for the person to be well. She hears, God forbid, there's an accident, she prays that nobody should be hurt. She, every, a woman is nature that shows the Jewish way how the Yiddish Imam prayers, prays. And this is a lesson that's supposed to teach to our children. And that's why the umlis of the Jew is Mizdeim Hashem Avesam, the way the parent tell, taught us. However, there's a time for prayer, there's a time for song, time for joy, time for rejoicing, and then time, most importantly, for action. And the Pasik says that the Jews stand and scream to the Almighty, The Almighty says to Moshe, What are you standing here screaming at me for? Tell the Jews, get going! Get moving! Now this Pasuk, if you remember, for those who remember, those who have seen or checked, on Hanukkah, there's a question. The question of Hanukkah, what is the miracle? What's the actual miracle of Hanukkah? And why do we have it for eight days? If the miracle is finding oil, it's only one day. If the miracle of the oil burned for eight days, there was enough for one day. And there are hundreds and hundreds of answers and back and forth chakravitariya. On this Pasuk, there is a myriad of explanations, a myriad of, of declarations. At that moment, Moshe turns around and does exactly what God tells him to do. Tell the Jews to go. The Rebbe explains that the, four, the, the Jewish nation divided in four parts at that point. They heard the word go, and they translated four different ways. Only a Jew could do that. Two Jews, three opinions. They had said, one group said, by you saw, Oh, Moshe said, let's go back to Egypt. One group says, by so, let's go to war. Only one, one person said, by so, means go forward. And he started to go. But there's a river in front of you, a raging river at that. But Moshe, the Rebbe, said in the name of God, of course, Shkina speaks from his throat. He said, Vayiso, that we're going, Vayiso, I'm going forward. And started to walk into the Yamsuf, and the message tells us how he got deeper and deeper and got to his neck, and the water finally split. 
But we're going to focus on a different part of this Pasuk. Moshe was standing in davening and the Almighty said to him, Excuse me, Moshe, I love your tefillahs. But uh, I don't know if you noticed, they're suffering over there. They're petrified. They're mortified. Now is not the time for prayer. It's time for action. Get to work. Save the Jews. For this we have a tremendous lesson. We're not talking about my prayers, about anyone else's prayers around here. We're talking about the prayers of Moshe Rabbeinu. Guy walked into the restaurant and saw a picture of Moshe Rabbeinu on the wall. And he asked, is it kosher? He says, what do you mean I have a picture of Moshe Rabbeinu on my wall? So the guy says, if you had a picture of you on the wall and Moshe Rabbeinu was standing here serving, I'd say, okay. But the way it is now, I'm not so happy. <laughs> Moshe Rabbeinu's davening, how much greater can it get? A person that spent 40 days and 40 nights, three times, he said, eat or drink, for 40 days, three times in a row. Obviously he didn't rest or sleep, but he doesn't even have to say that, it's needless to say. For 40 days and nights he supplemented and prayed to save the Jewish nation. But still, the Almighty says, as great and as spiritual and as fulfilling as your prayers are, that's not what's needed now to save the Jews. Enough of your prayers. You'll get into prayer another time. Right now, raise your staff and get involved physically. Save the Jews. And then, Dabrel ben Yisrael. He wasn't giving himself totally into the, He wasn't into it. He wasn't into the saving part. He was still into the saving and the praying. So the Almighty says to him, when it comes to saving a Jew, it supersedes everything. So much so, that in order to save a Jew, not only may you stop davening, but even more than that, there's a commandment, what are you davening for? Go save the Jew. The Alter Rebbe took off his talus and Yom Kippur and went out of shul to the outskirts of the town to a woman that had given birth and stoked the fire and fed the woman. He stopped his holy tefillah. Interesting, it says in the story that the Alter Rebbe stopped davening, took off his talus and went must have gone with his kittle. Doesn't say in the story ever. I never saw any versions of the story. It says he took off his kittle too. So imagine now, Tereba shows up in his kittle, in his white kittle, to this poor lady to cut wood for her and to food to feed her. Talus was hard to walk with. It's a miracle. He didn't, she didn't have a heart attack from there. Now, Tereba walking in in his kittle with a gato. Woof. 
And if you took off his talus, he must have put on his shtaimel. <laughs> so if Moshe was taught such a lesson, that Moshe needs to stop the daven to go out and save a Jew, how much more so for each and every one of us? To go out and save a Jew, Begashmius, in Tikiru Veruchnius, is how important this is. And a person needs to stop whatever they're doing to go do, to help and to save a fellow Jew. It was interesting, um, at the end of December, we did an oil appeal for yeshiva, for heating oil, into January. Someone gave me a check. He told me, okay, I'm going to give you so and so much. He said, I'll give you 300 and when I came to pick up the check, it was 700 He says, I'm giving here now. I told you 300 It would have been a little bit difficult. Giving you the 700 I'm giving you, it hurts. It hurts, he said. But I'm giving it because I know how important it is. And that's good. I can give him many blessings. And we're running into now, we're in that same crisis again. And in New York, it's going to be extremely, extremely cold temperatures. And we're running out of oil. Uh, we're out of oil, I think, already. We're running out of oil in Yeshiva again. And turn to people to tell them, give till it hurts. They have to heat their own homes also. They got their own things, their own lives that they're involved, etc. But we're talking here literally, physically, and not giving somebody a payroll, a salary that... Eh, they deserve less, they deserve more, that they're good, they're not good, they're, they're dead. We're talking about keeping the Jewish children, 200 plus Jewish children, warm for a day, for two, for a week. It's a tremendous, tremendous course, a tremendous mitzvah. So the person will tell you, if I give you anything, it's like splitting the Red Sea. I'd be splitting hairs to do it. Where am I taking it from? Did you ever wonder, Teda is a hero. Teda has to teach us lessons. Teda was written for lessons. The word Teda is a hero. Every story that we read in the Teda is not a story. It's a lesson to us. You want to say that the Yamsav split so that the Moshe should sing the Shira? Fine. The Shira is very important. But it could have said in one passage the Yamsav split. <clears throat> Why this whole involvement of getting and going and the stick and lifting the staff? Why are we hearing this whole story of Kriyas Yamsuf? What is it Nagea to us? The Zigimara, for those keeping score at home, again we're referring to a good Gemara of Chulin. Towards the end of the Mesechta, for those keeping score at home, it's 127, side A. <coughs> and the Gemara says, Kol Shiyesh Bayabosha Yesh Bayam. Whatever is on land 
is in the water. Any animal, any creature, any creation that we see roaming the land is floating in the water as well. The difference being, on the land we see them. In the water, we don't. So what is the water, what is the river, the the ocean, what is it representing? It's representing concealment. It's hiding. Whereas the ground, the land, represents reveal revelation. Each and every Jew has the concept of Yam and Yabosha, of land and water. The Nishoma of every Jew is attached and a special connection with God at all times. When it comes to praying, a person wakes up special parts, special flames attaching to God. And it's something that a person sometimes can see. At that point, you see the person davening with a fervor, with a bren. You could say it's a revealed connection that he has with God. When it comes after davening, He has this emotional now attachment to God. We don't see that anymore. It's not a revealed thing. It's within within themselves. The person has now this satisfaction and this connection. I feel godliness permeating throughout me because of my tefillah. This is the Bechin of Yam. And therefore every person has this attribute of Kriyas Yamsov within themselves. Even the Yam, even the things that are hidden, even those spiritual connections that one has in a hidden form, they need to bring out, they need to bring it out to the concept, not just, it should not be Yam anymore, but it should be at a level of Yabasha. Like it says, the Kriyas Yamsuf Hafak Yam Layabasha, we say in Tehillim, chapter 66, verse 6. He literally turned over Yam to Yabasha. The person needs to work on themselves to a level that they awaken during davening, something that continues throughout the entire day. This attachment with God should not be a concept of yam, of hidden, but rather revealed. Even after tefillah, even after walking out of shul, even after taking off the talis and tefillah, you should still recognize and see on the person that connection that they had made, that they reached out to God. This Friday is Yud Shvat. There are a list of customs that the Rebbe wrote specifically for Yudshvat, for the yard side of the previous Rebbe. There are hundreds and hundreds of stories of the way the Rebbe pushed away the Chsidim 
that insisted that the Rebbe become Rebbe when the Rebbe, Friedrich Rebbe passed away. It was only a full year later that the Rebbe agreed to say a Maimer. And by reciting a Maimer, the Rebbe attached himself to the Chassidim. We once described a Maimer. Generally, a Maimer, first of all, was not a regular speech that the Rebbe made, not a, reg- a regular Sicha that the Rebbe spoke. The Rebbe would speak by Fabrengens, by gatherings, or by in shul by after a davening. Before a maima, there was a special nigun sung. During that nigun, the nigun was referred to as the hachona nigun, the nigun of preparation. During the time when the nigun was sung, you could see the Rebbe steeping and going deeper and deeper into something or into somewhere. During that preparation nigun, the Rebbe would tie his hand in a certain way with a napkin, keeping a physical connection on this world. We know the famous story of the Rebbe Rashab. The Rashab was saying a maimah, and the Chassidim were pushing to hear. This is pre-microphone days. Chassidim were pushing to hear. And they pushed very closely to the Rebbe and they all started leaning on the Rebbe's table. The table was a little fragile. And enough chassidim pushing and leaning, the table splintered. They didn't want to disturb the Rebbe. So quietly they were carrying out, they were passing out the pieces of the splintered table over their shoulders to pass it outside. Finally, when the Rebbe finished the Maimah, the Rebbe opened his eyes and saw the table was gone. So the Rebbe said, I want to tell you a story. So Levi Yitzchak Mbadichev <coughs> wanted to shecht his own chickens, wanted to slaughter his own chickens. So you have to learn. There's a lot of studying involved. But for Levi Yitzchak Mbadichev, it wasn't sufficient just to know how to hold the chicken and make a twisa and how to cut the corn and the veshet and how to take out to show that the corn and veshet were cut it wasn't sufficient just to know the difference between the gizzard and the heart or the liver and how to kasher each thing the Yitzchak needed to know the spiritual connotations of each and every movement the spiritual connotations of each and every body part of this chicken, but even more so, he needed to reach the level, the highest possible level, when he made that bracha, Baruch Atah Hashem Malekeinu, Melech Elam Hashem Kiddishonu B'Mitzvaysav V'Tzivonu. How was he Kiddishonu, and how was Mitzvaysav V'Tzivonu on the Shechita? And how was the Baruch Atah Hashem, where does this all come into place? What effect does it have on heaven? For the Yitzchak was a very, very spiritual moment. The Rebbe is telling the story. And the Yitzchak took the chicken in his hand. 
and he made a tvisa on the chicken, and he closed his eyes and started to make the bracha with all the kavanas that he had studied, all the kavanas that he ascertained. And as he was making the brachas, he got so spiritually involved that the chicken said, Oh, this is my cue. And he booked it. <laughs> he bailed. He bailed out. And by the time the Yitzhak finished the bracha and he opened his eyes to Shechter, the chicken was gone. He was having fried chicken with his uncle. <laughs> and the Yitzhak said, Vudahun, where's the chicken? This is the Rebbe told the story. And the fire the Rebbe smiled and said, Vuda Tish, where's the table? <laughs> he realized also that spiritually he had taken himself to such a place that he was totally oblivious, oblivious to the fact that his table splintered in front of him and that there was no table left in front of him. And this is how a Rebbe reaches a level during a Maimah. And the Rebbe quotes throughout a Maimah usually all the Rabbeim. All the Nasim before. The Alter Rebbe, the Mitla Rebbe, Sabbat Tzedek, the Marash, the Rashab, the Rebbe. A Rebbe is given in Ishama Klolis a soul, a part of each Rebbe now the soul of each Rebbe is handed down to the next Rebbe. And therefore the, the Rebbe was connected to his father-in-law this way, to such a level, to such an extent, that he could not accept the mantle. He could not find it in his heart, in his mind, in his spirituality, in his soul. And obviously... Many conversations, even after the passing of the previous Rebbe, many conversations between the Rebbe and the previous Rebbe went down. And throughout those conversations, the Rebbe fought for his rights. The Rebbe tried to stave off the inevitable until finally the Friedrich Rebbe was able to cause, to convince and to give us the Rebbe, which took place on the year later, on Yir Shvat or Yir Alev Shvat, the year after the passing of the Friedrich Rebbe. One of the customs, of course, to go to visit the Ail, <coughs> those who can't make it to the actual go to the Ail, should see to at least send a pan, send a letter to the Ail, you can go on Eil Chabad and uh, they have a fax number you can send or you can email they have an app already also probably or you can email somebody that's going and have them take it for you but everyone should see to send a letter a pan to the Rebbe on this day Mishnayah should be studied Tzedakah should be given in the name of the previous Rebbe. And I'm sure online you could look up all the other customs that are relevant for Yud Shvat. And 
Rebbe said anyone that knew the Friedrich Rebbe should try to daven for the Yomid, say Kaddish. A yardside candle is lit. For those who light yardside candles for a parent or anything like that, throughout the year they should have light a yardside candle for the previous Rebbe on Thursday evening. The Rebbe didn't say it because... A candle. Candle is lit. It's obviously meant the yard's a candle. And the Skusayagunaleno and the Fidik Rebbe should, as the Rebbe said, be we should merit the prophecy of Akitsu Virannu Sheikh Nayafar Hubaresham and the Rebbe should take us out of Golas this very Shabbos so that we could sing Shira. There are nine shiras recorded, and the tenth shira is the shira that will be sung by Mashiach and the rival of Mashiach. And we should be zeicher this Shabbos to sing that tenth shira, that tenth song, and we should find ourselves in the keach of the Yemaladis that being able to give a bracha because the Mazali gave it, that the bracha shetake be mekuyim. We should really see them in fruition. And that each and every one of us should have all that the Almighty has in store for us, everything that we ask for in multitude, in tenfold, that something that we don't even think of, that it should come into fruition, the blessings of the Almighty for nachas, for children, health, for wealth, for longevity. And we should all be zeichet to this Shabbos in Yerushalayim, Yerakadish, Shabbat. Shalom to all.